Hello and welcome into episode number 51 of the Hippies and Cowboys podcast. My name is Garrett McKee. I'm one of your co-hosts along with Mike Hart and we are the Hippies and Cowboys podcast and we are always bringing you the best of the country music world like nobody else will tell it. Before we get started today, I will encourage you to head on over to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Give us a like, give us a follow, keep up with what we got going on, and join the conversation. It's the easiest way for you guys to let us know what you want to hear on the podcast. But if you're willing to take it a step further, and you're looking to make your mark on what we're doing over here at Hippies and Cowboys, I encourage you to go sign up for our Patreon that we have just recently launched. Over there, you'll get all of our bonus content, including bonus podcasts, and you'll have the chance to submit your own questions for our upcoming shows, get our upcoming shows announced early to you guys, of course, and you'll be able to uh, throw your questions in, and we will select some, give you a shout-out on the show, and uh, you'll get your question answered, of course, by our guests. Very cool stuff and just gives us a new way to connect with you guys. We love doing it and we will uh, do everything we can to make the donation that you give worthwhile. On top of that, this episode today has been sponsored by Bent Strings Beard Company. You'll want to head over to bentstringsbeardcompany.com to check out everything that they have to offer. All of their products are made with all natural butters and oils. And, of course, here's the best part about them. They've been working exclusively with musicians and artists to provide alternate revenue sources during this difficult time that we have been dealing with, of course, the COVID-19 pandemic. So, they're big supporters of the live music scene. And, uh, of course, in turn, you should go and support them because they're doing great stuff and they have great products. So, go check them out over on Facebook, Instagram, at Bent Strings Beard Co. on both of those platforms. And, of course, their website, once again, is www.bentstringsbeardcompany.com. Don't just take my word for it, though. Here is a quick message from Bent Strings Beard Company. Bent Strings Beard Company ain't just any old grooming brand. We're for the outlaws. We're for the long-haired country folk. We're the ones whose only excuse is Mama Tribe. We're for the highway men and high women with gravel in their throats and a bleeding heart that is only at peace picking or grinning. We're for those dreaming a whiskey river, ready to tell their boss to take that job and shove it. Bent Strings Beard Company ain't your ma or pa. We can't force you to use our product. Truth is, we don't think Hank would have done it that way, and that's fine by us. We know you're honoring, but hell, if you're looking for a good-hearted person to say, hey, good-looking, we think you should move on over, because we're all about sticking to your roots, looking good, living free, and being humble. You can have the crown. We'll keep the beard. Check us out at bentstringsbeardcompany.com and Facebook and Instagram at bentstringsbeardco. There you have it. Once again, that's bentstringsbeardcompany.com and bentstringsbeardco on Instagram and Facebook. Go give them a follow, give them a like, and check out what our friends over at Bent Strings Beard Company can do for you. Our guest today... This is actually the first time that we've had three guests virtually at once on the show. Joining us today for the first time is R.C. Edwards and Hank Early. And returning to the podcast for his second episode with us is Kyle Nix. All of which belong to arguably one of the best country music bands ever assembled, the Turnpike Troubadours. 
Kyle Nix, of course, has recently released his debut solo album here in 2020. That one is titled Lightning on the Mountain and Other Short Stories. And you can go pick that up at kylenixmusic.com. RC and Hank, on the other hand, RC is a member of RC and the Ambers, and he and Hank are currently working on a project for them, and they were all kind enough to sit down and join us for the show. But uh, let's just get right to it. Fantastic episode, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to kick today's episode off with Manifesto. This one, of course, is off of Kyle Nix's album, Lightning on the Mountain and Other Short Stories. Enjoy the show, everyone.
action. Well, folks, uh, y'all just heard Manifesto <clears throat> from Kyle Nix's new album, Lightning on the Mountain and other short stories. And what are you laughing for, man? <laughs> Don't make fun of me. Uh, anyways, I'm here uh, talking with... Um, Three members that all happened to play for, uh, or they, they've made a lot of good music together for um, probably my favorite band of all time, uh, and the Turnpike Troubadours. We got we got Hank Early, we got R.C. Edwards, and, and of course we got Kyle Nix uh, joining us here for, for round two, round three, <laughs> two and a half with, with Kyle. Two and a half, two and a half uh, Kyle. Yeah, that's about right. More rounds than most people last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First round but, Kyle. Boys, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to this. I've been looking Thanks forward for to this for a while. So um, welcome into our show. Thank you. Good to be here. That, that oh, you don't have to lie now. <laughs> um, <laughs> after we, after we but, fucked around with Zoom for half an hour, the, um, the enthusiasm le- levels go down, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, technology. We just got the internet out here in Tahlequah, so... Believe it or not, we don't do a lot of Zoom meetings. <laughs> yeah. Believe it. Our corporate culture has changed quite a bit well, since COVID. Well, this is COVID. strictly business, so... In an ideal world, no, nobody would have to do any Zoom meetings, but unfortunately, yeah, shit's hit the fan, so... Yeah. Um, so, uh, we normally do this segment in our show uh, called uh, a rapid-fire segment. And, and we always do it at the end, every single time. Um, and we, we've been flirting with this idea to start a show with this, where we just ask a couple goofy questions. And we're like, well, let's pick, let's pick like a small artist to come on and, and try it out for this one. So I figured when we got three members of, of Turnpike on here that we'd try it um, with you guys being as small of a, a small of a band as you guys are, not too well known. So um, if you don't mind, we'll try that out. Yeah, with, thanks, for, thanks for taking a chance on us, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some kids in Yeah. But so I'll I'll start her off. All three Uh, of you can and should answer the questions. Yeah. Actually, it's it's a requirement. Um. So I'm gonna say, uh, if you guys could talk to any animal, uh, what animal are you talking to? That like a whole species. You got a raccoon. That raccoon that ate my chicken's wing the other day. I'd like to talk to him, see what his final thoughts were. I, <laughs> I just want to talk. <laughs> just. I would. I want to see what his excuse was. Yeah. Shouldn't, do that. Shouldn't do that to a little baby chicken. Did Did he know the consequence? You know that um, kind of thing. I think he may have figured it out just in that last split second. Do dead animals yeah. count? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you? T- can, does yeah? It's a good question. Mr. Ed is buried in Tahlequah, and it'd be cool if... I bet he's got some good stories. <laughs> oh, man, no kidding. Just like... You know, they just rub peanut butter up there to make him move his lips like that. Like, from beyond the grave. Same thing like, works on me. He's just... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Who are you talking to, Kyle? Oh, either my beagle dog or... Uh, maybe one of those really old turtles. Because they've been around yeah. forever. Mm. Good call. Now you have two dogs. I noticed that you only said one of them. He doesn't want to talk to 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 one of them. (laughs) Well, (laughs) (laughs) they're going to hear this. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be listening. They're fans of the show. 
Yeah, they're going to hear this. And now they oh, can okay, talk, Bucko, so and the turtle. you're going to have to hear <laughs> that. You're going to... No. I actually gave you the entire species. You can have both dogs. Like, you can just pick dogs, and you can talk oh, to all the dogs. just say dogs. Dogs. That's... Yeah, dogs. <laughs> I want to change my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fish in my freezer that I've had for a long time, and I'd like to know... How he died. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure an ex-girlfriend didn't feed him Hmm. while I was gone. She Mm -hmm. said she did, and it was just natural causes. But it'd be cool to get an answer on that, too. What kind of fish? (laughs) A beta fish. Yeah, those things are pretty hardy, man. Oh, he lived forever. Did you say it was in your freezer? Yeah. um, I think someday they'll probably have the technology to bring him back. Mm. Okay. I know it's a long ways off for humans, but on a fish, that's a little simpler organism. Uh-huh. It seems like uh, a good place to start if we're going to yeah. start bringing people or bringing shit back to life. Probably a little fish would be it's, it's a good experiment. Yeah. It's, it's he's he's in a skull can in my freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Jerry we're talking little about? Little Jerry, yeah, little, you know him. Little Jerry. <laughs> Man, little Jerry's going to wake up when the technology comes out and he's going to wake up with a nicotine addiction. <laughs> oh, man. And I cleaned the can out, guys. Come on. Poor <laughs> <laughs> little dairy. Um, all right. My, my question is, do you guys have any, well, individually, do you have any pre-show rituals? <laughs> rituals. Kyle, you want to start with this one? PSP. I know. Like, he's, you're probably the most it's gonna ritualistic. It's going to be pretty, well, it's going to be pretty boring. I used to drink like a Red Bull and then tune my fiddle, and that was about it. Like that was where the got to get a little caffeine and then just make sure my sh- shit's not all messed up. That's right. Those were the two big ones, I guess. No superstition. Yeah. Oh yeah, sense. and then I I did the yeah. You would be singing in the bus. I would do harmony practice. Little bit. Kyle's pre-show ritual is known to us all. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I is he leaving anything often. else out? What else is he? What what other information is he hiding? <laughs> I think that's about it. Any that's, business? That's yeah. That's, that's about right. Okay. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I'm I'm not very ritualistic. I try I try to try to uh, just pretend it's not going to happen. <laughs> And then at the last minute, like, oh, shit, yeah, I got to play a show right. <laughs> and do it. You're not thinking about it too much. Don't psych yourself out, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a couple shots of whiskey, maybe a side of bacon if available. <laughs> at the same about time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Prefer- preferably. <laughs> did you yeah, ask? Much of carbs. Wait, did you ask what kind of whiskey? Oh yeah. yeah, that I didn't, but yeah. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Notice that <laughs> a glaring omission. <laughs> is there is there a backstory to the to the whiskey? Does RC drink bad whiskey or something? I have, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm not picky in general about it. It's probably more Jim Beam than anything throughout the years. <laughs> Um, I guess my, my other one's a little, little silly, but, um, if you guys could play, uh, uh, on any professional sports team, what pro sports team are you playing on? Hmm. That's a good one. I don't know, man. 
I'm going to just straight shoot and say the St. Louis Cardinals. Atlanta Braves. That's why I asked the question is because I knew Nixie would say the Cardinals. Mm-hmm, probably. <laughs> would, the Cardinals would be a Kyle? close second for me. What position? Uh, probably second base. Yeah. Kyle actually probably little, could yeah, play scrappy. second base. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> okay. Well, that was my position, man. Yeah. I got to stay where I'm comfortable. Yeah, I ain't going right. to do any, any good in right field. I'm going to stick with the baseball theme. I'm Texas Rangers all the way, and I'm not actually any good at baseball, so I would be the <laughs> closing pitcher for sure. I don't want to be a starting pitcher. <laughs> Starter. Yeah. Closing pitcher is like a very important role. I was going to say, that's pretty, that's pretty important. <laughs> Yeah, I get. I I realized as I was saying that it sounded like I thought closing pitchers are not good at baseball, which is an absurd <laughs> statement. That's not what I I meant. I just meant since you I have can't a lot of actually, closers who listen to this podcast, <laughs> they're gonna pay, they're <laughs> gonna boycott us now. <laughs> since I you know couldn't, I'm just I get to pick at random because I can't actually play baseball with a shit. So right, bullpen yeah, catcher. Nice. There, you, there go. you go. That's there a low go. pressure. Low position. pressure, living the life. <laughs> Hanging with the team. Yeah. Getting the ring. That's actually <laughs> yeah, a pretty yeah, sweet choice. <clears throat> did, did RC answer? I, not, I might have missed it. I, mean, yeah, I said starting pitcher. Starting, oh, yeah, you said starting pitcher. For the yeah, Braves. Those, what team? The Atlanta those, Braves. Uh, Atlanta Braves. Mm. But, yeah, oh, I want okay. those days off. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like that. These days, what are they pitching? Six innings tops? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> they have all the closers. Especially yeah. uh, game six. The but the closers day. are, you know, got a seventh closer, got an eighth closer. And don't they have starting pitch like uh, I mean like opening pitchers now? Is yes. that a thing? I heard it was they were thinking about making it a thing, but I didn't watch enough baseball this year to see it happen. What was the opening pitcher? Opening. They're gonna have like a somebody who's pitched like the first inning. That's it? Yeah. Huh. That's what I heard. Interesting. Hmm. That'd be a good job to have. There. If you could add one cover song to the set list next time all three of you get to play, what song? What song would you guys add? If you could pick any wow. song whatsoever, <laughs> any any cover song. I, I always wanted to cover um, Fisherman Blues. I heard him. This band that opened for me the other day did it, and I was like, "Dang, I love that song." I always mm-hmm. wanted to cover that one um, by the Water Boys. That's cool. Damn. Y'all said you're gonna play a tornado warning. Like um, that was like very much influenced by like that. The Fisherman's Blues is like the sound on it. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Call uh, I think the song "Don't Do It" by the band's pretty cool groove song. It'd be really neat to. To do, I don't know. I was thinking I about that, that the other day. Like, I just like that song. If if you were on stage playing it, it'd be a lot of fun. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Interstate Love Song, Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> nice. Just so you can see Kyle do the dance. Just because I want to see Kyle do the dance. <laughs> Plus, uh, that's Interstate a, Love Song. That's an after Kyle show. Dance. That's an after show ritual that we could discuss if. If it's not too risque for your podcast, no. There's well, no, it's not a video no podcast. So, oh, that's right. So, yeah. Well, it, Kyle, imagine do it, if you will we'll just describe it to the audience. <laughs> imagine if you will. Yeah. Right now, Kyle is dancing up and down the 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 bus aisle with um, doing a pretty Perfect, dead on, perfectly in sync with the 
the live concert footage from what was it? The like, gyrations. It was Stone Temple Pilots <laughs> playing at some festival where there's like you know a million people. Yeah. And Scott Weiland doesn't have a shirt on, and he looks a little bit like Jack from Nightmare Before Christmas. Very, he's very, gyrating he's very and thin. dancing and Very stepping. high pants. Yeah, very, very high, high dress pants. But he's got some moves. He's got some really nice moves. And, and, and bright red hair. You might not think it to look at him, but Kyle's got at least as many moves as Scott Weiland. Like, wow. At least. Yeah, that... Because he's we, got all those, and then more. We had drank quite a bit by the time we got and that's why he's saying I had good moves <laughs> after the everybody show. has good moves after 11 beers uh, mm-hmm. that's right. nah. at least you think you do <clears throat> yeah after show <laughs> no rituals. I do I, 11 that's my the best dance moves 12 and I'm out but yeah that's fair 11 is the, the pocket the pocket yeah yeah good prime I number. get a lot more flexible yeah for the leg kicks <laughs> I only drink prime numbers of beers <laughs> well shit well <clears throat> well kyle oh. it's uh it's been a couple well what are we looking at here how many months since lightning on the mountain released anyway should look that it was up in june the end of june down. it was in june it's like june yeah, 26th sure i've lost track of time man right. we might as well just you know take a shot at how long that's been that's what i'm saying as you look down and all of a sudden it's november i don't know where the fuck this year went but is the is the fastest year that I didn't do a damn thing at all. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I don't think you're the only one. It's a fantastic album. Obviously we talked about it the last time you were on the podcast. Um how uh how's the summer been like as far as the reception's gone with that album and you know, how's it felt just not being able to tour on it and all that weird shit that's going on? <laughs> Well, that part of it sucked, you know, like I, it's just everything is, it's been early on, it was hard to make plans for anything. So that's why like the little first round of touring that I was wanting to do kind of fell through. And then it was like, I was waiting and then I kind of have a tentative band put together, but everybody's kind of spread out. So I decided I was probably just going to wait a little bit longer. So that's the, the touring thing's just been weird, you know, uh, strange, but how the world's working uh, for me because I, you know, the way I've started and stopped, started and stopped. Um, But the other part, everybody's been really nice about the record. Um, You know, I'm just glad that I got to do it and I had help from these guys and I had help from some uh, other really good musicians and, uh, and, you know, the people that published things about it, that was really cool. Uh, Mm -hmm. Really nice. And then, Oh, just the grassroots thing. Everybody, uh, you know, on social media or whatever, um, telling me, you know, what songs they like from the record or whatever. That's That's been neat. Feedback, when you're in the room and you're doing all this stuff, you have no idea how it's going to go until it's out in the world. It's not really, I mean, it's a record, but it's not really a, a finished thing until you put it out there. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's been really cool. People chiming in on social media and the internet and all that that's great yeah. um what do you, i guess we kind of that's that's why we put the rapid fires at the start because we thought we'd get them out of the way and then maybe we'd break the ice a little bit because as we're talking all three of you at once and it's like you guys are all in the same room which is actually kind of handy so we don't all gotta decipher zoom ourselves 
But uh, I guess yeah. my question is for for all three of you, like, what have you guys been up to since, I mean, the start of the pandemic here? Um, well, I mean, lately, because, I mean, really, we could talk about two different <laughs> pandemics of sorts. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But uh, since since the start of, you know, this, this summer and shit, what, do, what have you guys been, Hank and RC and, and Kyle, what have you guys been able to get up to musically or have you been doing much at all or just kind of kicking around at home and enjoying some time off not super busy but uh we did quite a few like shows around like the lakes and river outside mm-hmm. stuff and private yeah. stuff this summer i have a, a band of rc and the ambers and yeah. hank plays yep. in that one with me and um we did a had a decently busy summer just doing stuff around local pretty much around oklahoma mm-hmm. the uh and then um, we actually, the last few months, we started working on an R.C. and Amber's record that Hank's engineering, producing, playing everything on. Like, that's what we've been been working on that and doing some R.C. and Amber shows just here and there. The entirety of the record is being done in this room. <laughs> really? No shit. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> you guys, uh, yeah. how many, I you know, you don't have to dig into it too far if you don't want to release too many details, but uh, how many got, how many people have you got? in there working on it thus far is it kind of just at the beginning or are you guys pretty far into it uh he wasn't exaggerating too much that it sounds like there's like a bunch of people on it but it's just me in here alone trying a million different instruments all over everything <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah we've it's got, mostly hank we've we got gabe gabe's doing the drums um and then um cory from the vandaliers did some horn parts okay. kyle's mm. done some fiddle stuff and then me and Amber and have the vocals. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and uh, Justin K yeah. played some mandolin. Yeah, yeah. So, so there is a there is actually a mixture of, of people. But it's I'm, 90% I'm, Hank. I've got... <laughs> spelled, I've, spelled H-N-K. And the N is backwards. That's his like, that's my, producer that's, name I came up with. That's, yeah, that's my producer name now. Nice. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be some fat beats on that thing. Some pretty fire stuff, y'all. I hope you. It's fun. It's it. I don't, some of it you might kind of be expecting, but a lot of it you're not. I don't. I don't. People. It's not going to be what you would expect. I don't think <laughs> it's going to come slightly out of left field. Yeah. Occasionally, really, really. Like the sounds, just something you guys haven't really tackled before, or just what's. Yeah, just getting weird and having fun, kind of getting out of our comfort zone, and that's cool. A lot. The, just I think just the process of it, you know, is kind of putting it, it. It we had an idea for how we wanted it to go, but you know, it's basically every song started with RC coming over and recording it solo, and then I would just start throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what stuck, and that process generated a lot of I think variety in in the sound of it, and That's you cool. know, I hope that it just doesn't sound like a nerd goofing around in his home studio with no direction whatsoever. Um, I really hope that's not what it sounds like. Oh, I'm sure. I, th- I, I think it's cool, but, you know, what do yeah, I We know? like it so far. I, I, I don't know. What do I know? I mean, it you're putting like, a bunch of talented like musicians into a room and fucking around with shit. I think it's going to probably sound all right. Exactly. <laughs> but, Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I'm I excited. That Just listen to that. I... I am more intrigued than ever to hear what you guys are talking about with yeah. the sounds that you're no that kidding. you're playing with. Yeah, um, it's cool. Yeah. And I know you don't really have a clue on when it's coming out or, or anything like that, but do you plan on like uh once 
I don't know, a couple singles come together, releasing some stuff early or like timing that out before the record or just probably i don't I, I, we don't even really have a plan that far yet like yeah we're oh, just yeah. trying to we're just trying to get it done and then see what our options are after that there's right. a few yeah. that you know there's only a handful of things left to do with the tracking at this point mm-hmm. and then once that's done it'll just be some final finalizing the the mix and then mastering and then and yeah we've got some conversations to be had but right now we're still just kind of in that front Sweet. phase of of experimenting and most yes. of it is like mostly there so it's not that far away that's who awesome. did uh that did, did rc did you do uh like all the songwriting on it i mean there's so many like uh, it's a mix i wrote a lot of in them. your circle like did you or was it a group thing on some or it, it's a mix like i wrote most of them or co-wrote them I'm, i wrote there's a lot of songs mm-hmm. with johnny burt that i've wrote i write a lot of songs with him there's a few songs hank wrote that we're gonna have on there too Oh, cool! And um, so it's it's kind of a mix, a lot, a lot of mine, a lot of mine and Johnny's, and then some of Hanks. Sweet, sweet. Um, well, how, should we play uh, KCS oh. talking about RC and songwriting, or yeah, is there more yeah, I, I, I to was hit? gonna or, go with a question. Well, we can ask that after. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, we're talking RC songwriting, and and yeah. uh, I, I think that'd be a good segue, maybe into Kansas City Southern. That's gonna be the, our middle song, I suppose. Um, but we, or Kyle thought it'd be a good idea to get a song in there that kind of everybody, or one song in there that everybody, uh, had, uh, wrote. Um, and I know you obviously had a big role in that song. So if you want to talk about Kansas city Southern and, and that'd be sweet. <laughs> uh, I wrote that one. Um, I used to work at this Indian clinic in Stillwell. It's called the Wilma man killer clinic, which is a, Great name for like a health clinic, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, and there's these railroad tracks right by it. And I was usually late for work and would get stuck behind a train there all the time. And that's where the mm-hmm. Kansas City Southern runs right through there. And so I started that song. I actually wrote a lot of it. Um, sitting sitting at those train tracks late for work trying <laughs> to get across there. But and that's and then the stories. Uh. uh I spent it was one summer in Colorado working is what that one verse is about. Like I was working on a guest ranch up there. Like we had like um, one of my, some of my college buddies. We all went up there for the summer to uh, Creed, Colorado, and we're, um, in between Creed and South Fork actually. But um, that's where the the verse about the playing at the Tommy Knocker Tavern and, and that stuff was that that summer we spent up there. Um, but uh, actually, that's funny because I've I I know we've talked about this before, but it was a while ago. But like. That always tripped me out that you had because I actually on tour with a bluegrass band randomly played at the Tommy Naku Tavern in Creed, Colorado, and it's a small, teeny tiny town and a small bar. But that was that was probably in like twenty ten or twenty eleven, like five years before I they, started playing. With you know, I haven't been back there since I've written the, since I wrote that song, and uh, I I want to go. I know they know about it because I have friends like like Joe Mack and Trapping them. They've two or three there and like. It's, I know they know of the song and there's a song about them. Like, it's such a cause, cool because I think Trappin and played it and then um, like told them that they knew us or whatever. But uh, uh, I'd like to go. Like I haven't been since I wrote the song. <laughs> that's bad. But, oh, that's but yeah, bad. I have lots of friends yeah. who tour through there playing like Creed is acoustic an awesome and town. bluegrass spots. They had a I think like a kind of a house band slash open jam deal every I don't know every Monday or Tuesday or something. That's we used we used to go up to that and play. That's cool. Dinner. Cottonwood Cove days. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Um, 
I'll I'll take I'll take it into this song here on 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 that note. Uh, but uh, for for those listening, this is the song that blows out my speakers every single time I drive through Kansas City. <laughs> uh, this is Kansas City Southern. girl down the street Well I took her to a dance on the 4th of July Hoping she might fall in love with me Well the band started playing right at nine Firecrackers popped in the sky We danced and we danced Lord I never had a chance Well I got canned on the 5th of July You just heard Kansas City Southern by the Turnpike Troubadours. These guys are still hanging out with us, Hank, RC, and Kyle. Um, and I have a question, you guys, just kind of about both the pandemic and, you know, your time off since the Turnpike Troubadours went on hiatus. Because um, it kind of applies to both. And uh, I guess, and you can kind of a- answer it in two parts if you'd like or however you really want. But, uh, 
like how important has it been for each of you guys to stay not only just busy like playing shows you know whether that's with like you said rc you got your own band hank you're playing with them kyle you were kind of in the process of making your own record but not only stay busy like playing music but just staying like creative as well how important has that been up until this point you know do you feel like you've kind of stayed in shape i guess <laughs> it's yeah for me it's kind of gone in waves it, it's uh it's been uh taking a break from touring has actually probably helped my creativity quite a lot uh because when we first got off the road i spent I spent the first few months writing, and uh, then I went on went on the road again with a different band down from Texas. I went on the road with Josh Ward, and I, mm. that was like a very uh, uh, honky tonk style band. So he's great, you know. It, it kind of inspired me to uh, work a little more on the steel, so refining the chops a little bit. And then I got off the road with them right before the pandemic hit, and. Uh, my intention for getting off the road before all that happened was uh, because I was gone all the time and I was really more interested in uh, spending some time refining some of my studio skills uh, in terms of like producing and creating music using what limited resources I have. And so that's been kind of my, for most of 2020, that's been my musical focus has been uh, learning new tricks in the studio uh by tricks i just mean learning how to make things sound good and uh i've had a great uh like i guess vehicle to do that with with rc once i kind of had my my basics figured out i we started working on this album and it's been pretty awesome so uh it's been nice to have so much time to to explore different things creatively for me Nice. Um, I miss playing and I really yeah. like I've been playing shows with RC and playing shows with a, a guy out of Tulsa named Chris Blevins and uh, I love playing um, but being on the road you know for an equal or a little bit more time than you spend at home is pretty exhausting and mm -hmm. you actually aren't as creative out on the road as you might think a lot of times you just spend <laughs> a lot of time in bars and restaurants and kind of hold up in your bunk trying to get what little alone time you can and it's not actually the most uh nurturing environment for creativity right you yeah. get in, like such a routine like on tour that it's i don't know there's not really a spot for for me anyways i never i never wrote where i get on the road like sitting at home and like getting bored i think is when when i when i get more creative is when you've got nothing else to do then it's almost like a Way to entertain yourself is to, mm -hmm. to work on something like that. Keep right. your brain active. Keep your, you know, mind doing something. During the pandemic, it's been, for me, mind on creating and not mind on, you know, status of the world so much. It, it kind of helps uh, keep you positive if you're creating something, maybe. Um, my experience in the whole thing is kind of mirrored Hank's, you know, waves. Like I started out writing a whole bunch and I didn't want to stop because it was kind of, you know, the songs were coming. And so I was doing that for a while. And then when it slowed down, I was like, well, I should probably start playing some fiddle more again and start learning some tunes and some uh, licks like I used to do all the time. And then I got to where I was doing a lot of, learning a lot of finger style stuff on guitar. So yeah, it's, mm. it's funny. It's just, I, I think the active brain 
is more of a you know happy place to be for sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, a follow a follow up for me on on that same kind of thing of I guess keeping keeping your mind clear and uh, it, through through everything. I, how do you think it's been a an important thing that I mean you guys have all worked together still like y'all helped out on Kyle's album and everybody's kind of pitching in uh, from from the from the gang on with with RC's new project here. Do you think that's been important just to stay in touch with with everybody um, from from the group and and just to keep keep from going insane? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, we all. I mean, even not playing music, we all talk to each other all the time. We have a mm-hmm. a group text of the the band that is just it's just nonsense half the time, but everyone <laughs> messes each other and it's just well, just joking around like um, the old days all the time and. But yeah, being able to play some too is definitely like good, good for the soul. Like sitting there and going crazy. Yeah, you don't just, you don't realize just how listening important. to you guys bullshit uh, with each other is just it's funny because I yeah. mean you can just tell how tight of a group you guys are. But, for yeah, for me it's that's like why I, uh, that's what made me think of it. <laughs> but I feel like my uh, you know I have a threshold for how long I can go without getting on stage and playing music and when I get uh-huh. to that it's it's you know it's if I go more than a week or two it starts I start to notice like something's missing uh, mm-hmm. so I, I it's kind of important for me to keep playing it's just something I've always done and and for it to be so difficult to do now and so like awkward and the whole you know the pandemic situation shutting so much of it down it, it's it was it was strange for sure when everything was like shut down shut down here um me and amber would do a, a live stream or whatever every thursday yeah. and that like that turned into like the highlight of our week like look forward to, all right we get to put music tonight yeah <laughs> the uh um and it was just a live stream in my living room mm-hmm. but yeah that, that, that was like the hi- highlight of our like, week all like, week <laughs> You know, has that been weird, like connecting with your fans and the people who, you know, want to see you play? Has that been weird, like connecting with them through a live stream rather than? I mean, obviously it's weird because it's different, but have you enjoyed it, or is it really just something you did just out of necessity? It was definitely weird and different, but yeah, we got where we enjoyed it quite a bit. Like yeah. the uh, it turned turned into a pretty good time after a while after we got over the initial weirdness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, <laughs> I turned sure. into a couple of those, and it looked like you were having a pretty good time. <laughs> but yeah, um, you. Uh, yeah. I have a I have a question. A bit like kind of getting back a little bit to Kyle's record. Um, like how different or specifically what? And this can kind of relate to to the upcoming project with URC. Like how different, or you know, what specifically was difference about like the recording process for lightning on the mountain compared to like how you guys you know how the process was with turnpike i guess is the question yeah well it's gonna differ between rc and i too because my setup was a little bit different than rc's and that's just Mm -hmm. everybody that does a record it's generally you know a little bit different uh just under uh, organic circumstances uh, yeah. mine i i got in a studio in norman and you know started doing all the the tracks from there and then bringing people in to do them there at the studio in norman and wes and i were kind of co-producing uh doing everything that way and and, and rc can talk about this but, but like you know hank 
being in in the the spot of like Wes was for me almost, you know. Uh, it, it's it's more about the decisions, I think. You know, when you're a band, you can y'all can uh, you know push in ideas equally and and uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, voice your opinions about how everything goes or or shoot down you know something that um, might not work if if it's just cool to have that many ears on it as a band um and that's what's a little bit different when i was in the studio it was it was wes and i were the ones that were kind of king I of did, the situation you know i did all my steel parts from here and just sent them in <laughs> oh so. that's oh, right okay. and then yeah. yeah hank did his here and about that. it was it was a little bit more pieced together because we when we did the last turnpike record we were all together in el paso working on the same song all at once yeah right uh and and uh it was much more like band centric thing but kyle's record and rc's record too is uh, i you know even though those two are different they're more like you know put piece together rather than that all at once a band tracking yeah what do you guys prefer is that something you've you know is that something you kind of like or would you rather all be you mean i mean pandemic it's all gravy you know (laughs) pandemic or not would you rather all be in that same room together with that group kind of feeling I like them both. Like, there's no way I wouldn't want to like have the whole band together, like making a record again. Like, that, yeah, that that's really fun. But there's there's also something kind of new and exciting about doing it more on your own. And like, I guess there's not really like a expectation of what it's supposed to sound like or any like any. It's all it's a blank canvas mm-hmm. starting out and you can do weirder stuff that like might not have really worked in a, on a Turnpike Troubadour record or something. Right. Right. I'm like. I'm like, all right, RC, I want to prepare you for this that you're about to hear. Yeah. Because your song doesn't sound like your song anymore. It sounds... He'd be like, tell me if this is getting too weird for you or too crazy. And, <laughs> and occasionally he would say, yeah, that's too weird. Yeah. Or, or yes, Hank, that's too crazy. Uh, but now. And then sometimes <laughs> I say that at first, and then a week later I'm like, you know what? I think I get it now. That is how it's supposed to sound. We've got one track where we're still debating on whether or not it makes the album as it is right. um you can send that over to me and garrett and we'll we'll help you decide <laughs> oh, well, oh yeah we've been wanting some extra opinions in the room that's for sure <laughs> we can, uh, each of our votes can be worth half a vote <laughs> yeah it's it's really no problem for us you know? <laughs> we yeah. actually probably could benefit from some outside help <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Um, shit. I don't know. <laughs> Garrett, what do you got? What do I got? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, I guess Hank, Hank, I have a question for Hank. Um, is that, is, you know, being able to be in that kind of, I guess, would you call it like a producer's role here? Yeah, I guess so. You, you know, is that something like you said you weren't, you weren't too well versed with that kind of thing before starting no. this? No, I'm not. I, I've been for for several years. I've been uh, tracking a lot of pedal steel for people and sending the tracks. You know, it's really easy to do these days. You know, I, I have yeah. a, a decent recording setup, and uh, I can I can get a good sound. I mean, I I I've got cuts on a bunch of different stuff. I've got the new Co Wetzel album that's coming out. I played steel on four songs. Really? There. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I was on the last one too, so but. Um, yeah, sell out, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I had, I was comfortable with 
working with a, you know, like just I was comfortable with the basics of recording. I can track stuff from mm-hmm. here and make good sounds and all that. Um, but in terms of like actually being in that producer's chair and, and making a lot of choices about this and that and, and actually doing all the recording, it's yeah, it's it's very much a, a new thing that I'm learning a lot in the process and probably by the time we finish this record I'm going to want to start over because I realize everything I was doing at the beginning was wrong and <laughs> and you know it's it's going to be one of those things is that something you could see <laughs> you know is that something you could see yourself like really kind of getting into as time goes on or is I, it kind of just I, like I really a necessity enjoy it. right now I really enjoy it uh, I would like to sure um I don't know I don't, I don't know. I actually, I'm, I'm working on another project for another guy named Der- Derek Webster, the Great American Wolf right now. Um, I, uh, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I, I enjoy it very much. I, I don't, I don't know if I'm any good at it, but it's fun and I would love to do more of it. There's only one way to learn, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it. Um, that's cool. Um, I've, I've asked this question before, but, um, uh, I, just cause, you know, I, I was down there this summer and, uh, how come, how come in Oklahoma Mexican restaurants, they give you ranch instead of queso with a tortilla chip? Cause it's something that's really bugging <laughs> Where did me. that happen? Muskogee. Only, Hamlin's is like the only place does, I know that does that in Muskogee. And they're kind of famous for it. Really? But that's the only place that I know that really does that. Is that where you went, or was it different than that? I don't know. Did you I don't say remember what it was called. It was like a big. I think it was like a big blue restaurant, and it wasn't right off. It wasn't on the main drag. Like go on one road to the west, and it was. It was pretty close. Yeah, to you the main, were, you were at Hamlin's, and that, they're like they're pretty much the only people who do that, and it's like their signature white sauce. I mean, it's okay, <laughs> but it's it's very different. They also serve well, spaghetti it's, there. It's, I don't, it's know, not, you, it's, I don't it's, know if you remember the menu. It's, it's salsa for white people, is what yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's I think that's mainly a Muskogee thing. Yeah. Okay. You said it's a Mex- Mexico. <laughs> I'm that's glad to know that's, that's not a universal spaghetti? Oklahoma thing. Did I hear that? Right? Yeah, they have a spaghetti there too. Yeah, they serve. No, I, <laughs> pretty well I think, chips. <laughs> I think you're right because I looked. I think I remember Jeez. seeing that on the menu, and I was like, I don't think this is the right <laughs> call for a restaurant. Chips and spaghetti. I'm not going to be. Good never got the spaghetti there, but yeah. it's it a pretty good restaurant. <laughs> I mean, they, they give you a cup of white up. sauce and you think it's queso, like natural. I kind of want to try the spaghetti now because, you know, ordering a hamburger at a Mexican restaurant is usually a good move. Like, it's going to be mm-hmm. a good hamburger. I've, yeah. I've never well, even tried spaghetti at a Mexican restaurant. They have, like, tortas, which is like a it's like a Mexican sandwich that's pretty good. It's not really a burger, but those are pretty good. I don't know if they had I, I just, I just can't wrap my I can't wrap my fucking head around a Mexican restaurant serving spaghetti. It's kind of going to bother me now. Man. It doesn't bother me as much as the ranch thing. Honestly. <laughs> that one's like, man, I don't know if I can trust anybody from Oklahoma anymore. You know? Well, you're you're wise there. Don't, okay. don't judge Oklahoma from that. Stay it's out like, of Muskogee. It's I like know. People, <laughs> you'll be okay. Just yeah, stay out of Muskogee. It's like the people that come through Oklahoma and judge it by, like, Lawton. By Muskogee. <laughs> well, Merle we like Haggard told me there. I mean, to... We, there's no we try to avoid it. Yeah. Merle told me that Muskogee was... They say Merle Haggard loved that white sauce. <laughs> <laughs> or even squares. 
so we've we've debated about that song and researched it for years and like there's different accounts like me and Ev used to argue about it all the time like whether he's being sarcastic or not um yeah. Noki from yeah. Muskogee and you can find interviews where he says either side like oh really like, yeah. like no it's dead serious or no it's a sarcastic it's a joke and it's gotta be sarcastic he, he was he was interviewed like both ways I think probably depending on who was interviewing him Hmm. I remember I played a I played a show at the at the lumber yard. You remember Roscoe Lumber Yard? Oh. Uh, oh, I, I played a show, I played a show with uh, Jamie Richards there, and we opened for Merle Haggard. And I was just like jaw on the floor watching the whole show. And he played Oki from Muskogee, and I was like listening to the lyrics and watching the people's reaction. And that's when it first dawned on me, and I was like. It's a joke. <laughs> it just hit me all at once. I was like, "He's being sarcastic," and I had never, never even thought about it before. And I talked. I remember we talked about it one time, RC, and he, he told me about that. And uh, yeah, I'm firmly in the joke, in the sarcasm. That's how I always thought it was. But like, Ev, I think Ev's the one who showed me an interview, like a written one or something. And but uh, where he's like, like no, it's it's that's what I meant. That's hmm. about the people from Muskogee. He was fucking around. I think so. Probably a very <laughs> conservative uh-huh. publication or something. Right. So he's like, no, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Fine people. Oh, that's funny. You guys, yeah. I, okay, I got I got a question since you were talking about, I usually ask this in the rapid fires, but I got, I, it might oh, be boy. interesting to ask all three of this. When was the first time or the last time, whatever comes to your head first, that you were starstruck? Like, holy mm-hmm. shit. First time or last time? Either one. I yeah, know whatever the, whatever you think is best. Well, it's not even a first or last, but the big one for me was when we played that f- festival in Iowa when it was Chris Christopherson and Willie Nelson. I was going to say Christopherson. Man, that was, that was oh, crazy. That was because it was like, yeah. you know, oh, Willie and mm-hmm. Willie's people. And then, uh, so Chris Christopherson uh, was playing in front of us. Right? Was it Christopherson was playing in front of us, or were we playing before I, him? Christopherson, I thought, was at that, um, like a Missouri deal or something. Um, and uh, it was when he was still sick before they yeah. found out he had Lyme disease, and he was kind of a, sort of zombieish. Like, yeah, it was, was right after Merle died. Yeah, and that's they were out. His boys were out. His was, Ma- Merle's sons were out touring, and they get Christopherson up there with him to do. They're doing, them, I guess. Merle's leftover tour dates, but um, mm, yeah, Ben Haggard yeah. was fronting it, and um, but then Christopherson was with him too, and he'd get up and sing a few. I think Willie was at that one too. Yeah, it was Willie and but, him, and but us. I think that was <laughs> Christopherson was at that Missouri thing, whatever that was called. Okay, K Dog was there. For some reason, there. I was thinking it was Iowa, or Illinois. K Dog was there. Well, it's <laughs> easy, you know. A lot of good things happen in Iowa, so it's good, you know. It's mm. There you go. But Hinterland was real. Uh, that was, that was we got awesome. to hang out with Willie and his that bunch awesome. of that. That was, was cool. awesome too. Rayleigh Montaigne was at that one, and uh, that's pretty. Yeah, that Carl was, cool was at yours. I love when we get, would be on lineups like that, where it was getting outside of the normal lineups that we're in, where like bands that are covering a bigger spectrum. What was? Of, Stagecoach had a wild lineup. Stagecoach um, was like, what wild. Was, I know we were, it was like we were right in between the Marshall, Marshall Tucker, Tucker Band and the and Doobie, Doobie Brothers. Brothers. <laughs> and we we're in between them. We are the we meat right of the sandwich. Middle. That was awesome. We're very interesting lineup. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Marshall Tucker's opening, then it's us, then it's the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> and Johnny Lee was there raising hell too. I guess he was Johnny, Johnny, Lee, Johnny Lee was on the bus telling jokes. Oh, it was great. <laughs> Johnny Lee has a bit where he has to take his shoe off to do it, but he'll always be like, 
Y'all want to see my camel toe? <laughs> and he takes his boot off. And he has like a tattoo of like a camel cigarette yeah. on one of his his toe. <laughs> that is a good idea. I can. That dude is a trip. I seen somebody on Twitter with a camel toe tattoo. Of yeah. You were in your bunk or something to come out and Johnny Lee. What did he say? Uh, hey, you little son of a bitch. Hey, yeah, <laughs> so, so Where you been, you little son of a bitch? <laughs> I was like, what? Do you guys know each other? It was just Johnny being crazy. Johnny Lee's a wild man. He once fed Ryan Engelman a corn dog on stage during one of our shows. Giant corn dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jesus. Ryan can't, you know, he can't hold it himself if he's playing guitar. That's know? true. It's true. Just needed some help. Yeah, <laughs> that's just a very kind gesture. Mm-hmm. Nice guy. If you look famous. Kind man. Corn dog. Is that is that all you got? Is that all you guys? Then you guys all gonna collectively say Chris Christopherson? Yeah, Sorry maybe. One, one time we were on a plane with Emmett Smith, and he was dressed like very similar to the flight attendants. And then um, we were debating the whole time whether or not it was Emmett Smith or not. We were like going from New York uh, to Dallas or something. He was dressed like a flight attendant. And a, but he was like the vest and the suit he had on. He had his jacket off and he looked like a flight attendant. That's funny. And we were de- debating like, is that Emmett Smith or is that a, a flight attendant? And then like, I think first we noticed he had these giant diamond earrings. Yeah, like the size of golf we like, balls. Like, Man, look at those earrings. <laughs> no flight. Then like the prettiest girl you ever saw sh- shows up to like... Picking him up at the airport, and we're like, "Yeah, that's Emmett Smith." And <laughs> they lost their luggage too. Like we were all we were at the like the lost luggage claim with Emmett Smith. Oh shit! <laughs> I, uh, you didn't strike attendant. up a conversation. And we got our get. We got our. It was like our guitars. Like we got those first, oh. and like we're ready to get out of there. And we told Emmett, like, like, well, good good luck with your bags, man. Hope to find them. I met I met Nolan Ryan in third grade. That was that's my awesome. first one. I had a good friend. Uh, his name is Arden Moore, and he uh, his uncle was Orlando Gomez, the third base coach for the Texas Rangers at the time. And we went into the dugout, and Nolan Ryan was doing some bench pressing on the on the machine. And he sat up and he said, "Hey guys," and shook my hand. And I just like oh, just like awesome. holy shit, nodded my head, <laughs> yeah. didn't say a word. I was just like, "Oh my god!" And my buddy Arden was just like, "Hey, Mr. Ryan, how's it going?" And I, I couldn't say a word. I was just like completely tongue tied. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's first first time being starstruck for sure. You guys, do you guys, you guys ever get, uh, you guys get a little nervous sometimes if you know that there's like some kind of a big name, like one of your heroes at your show. I say it's like a festival like that where it's just got a crazy lineup, you know. Is it does that add a little bit of pressure to the situation, or you kind of just forget about get, it once you get up there? I get the only time that that gets to me is if there's a steel player that I really like who's right there staring at me while I'm playing. Oh. That's when it gets to me when I can see them <laughs> and I can feel their eyes judging me, <laughs> and you know, wondering yeah. why I play my steel the way I do. That's when I, I'll get nervous. I don't know why. I, I shouldn't. I, I, I just get more excited. Yeah. You know? like the fact that someone like that was, might hear our band. Like the first time I met Shooter Jennings, we had played a festival and we were way down on the lineup. I didn't even think he was there yet. And the next week we're at a, a similar, at another festival. And he comes up and just talks. Like, yeah, I saw you guys playing Fort Worth the other day, man. That was really cool. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. You, you watched our set at, noon or whatever time we were yeah. playing at the best. 
like I guess a follow a follow up to that is like what was one of the first times that you guys really felt like like I'm sure at some point in the ascension of the band like there was like a moment for each of you where it was just like it clicked you realized that you know these people are here for you and you only whether it was at a festival or whatever like what what was that moment where you just kind of started to realize that shit was really blowing up you know um some of those first like big Canes ballroom shows in Tulsa that were like just sold out and crazy. Mm-hmm. Where you're just sort of like, holy shit, man. Like these people are all here to see us. Like we're not the opener anymore. You know, we're not playing the side room anymore. Like we're, we just sold out the Canes ballroom. And that's kind of a, you grow up in Oklahoma. That's a, a, a thing, like a dream, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it was when, when that started happening. Like, Yeah. More than anything, it, it's the, the shows it's not particularly like the the people that you admire showing up as it as it is like uh the people that listen to your music showing up in mass that's mm-hmm. really uh, exciting and gratifying you know yeah yeah once we we started taking off in lubbock finally and um for some reason i driven along was like me and my girlfriend and augie and uh, tater tot was with us his um, girlfriend then and we we get out there like they're my friends from Tahlequah. They come to all the shows, you know, know the songs, and they. I remember them being like, "Holy shit, those people were singing all y'all songs." I was like, "I don't even know any of them, and they know y'all songs." It's like it's not just like your friends at the show anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess th- this is a a question that that I was I always wonder, um, and it, so if I post a video at Turnpike on on Twitter, um. I I know what the response is going to be every single time, and I guess do you guys read through that and the, like what what's your reaction to kind of how social media treats you guys now? Like, are you sick of it? <laughs> um, I don't know. I I try to ignore it anyway. Yeah, when when stuff was kind of getting messy, for lack of a better term, I can't. We kind of all just quit paying attention to it. Like you can't. Yeah. I mean, there's much. I mean, there's lots of good stuff on there too, but you just. You can't dig too deep into that or you'll yeah. drive yourself crazy. Yeah, and sometimes the shit talking is kind of funny. Like, you maintain <laughs> a sense of humor about yourself and not not take any of that stuff to heart. I mean, we know what's really going on, and I don't know who that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Just keep it a long way from your heart, and you'll be good. Hey. <laughs> see what you did there. there there'd be nights where like like we'd, you'd read some of that stuff and it'd be, it'd be the same night same show and it'd be like ah oh, great show whatever hung out with Kyle and Hank they were really cool but like Evan R.C. were assholes uh-huh. and then the same night a different person would, be, would say oh it was awesome I got to hang out with like Evan and R.C. so it's like but Kyle and them guys were kind of being assholes, though, just like, because you didn't give, depending on who you gave your attention to, like, yeah. Yeah. whether or not you were an asshole that night is all that really decided it. But <laughs> so ridiculous. Everybody has their own experience. So ridiculous. Those, yeah. are the, those are the moments where you're probably sitting there thinking, like, you know, yeah, it's great to have fans, but at the same time, it's almost, it can almost be too much, <laughs> I'd imagine, at some points. <laughs> yeah, I mean... And the easy answer is you just don't read that stuff. And then yeah. It doesn't bother. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just mean like even in person where you get like the the odd weirdo who's, you know, really off-putting or overbearing kind of thing. <laughs> I've Man, for me, it seems like uh, people really only act that way when they're in a group. 
Like if it's one on one, well, I mean, if mm-hmm. somebody's drunk, they'll act a certain way. But like, you know, when when it's one on one, people are all are usually just really cool and very nice and and just very friendly. It's it's when you got a group of people and they're all drinking that some of the crazy behavior starts. Yeah, to come definitely out. some alcohol stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we had a good friend of ours' parents once. I remember they were at a show, and uh, trying to give me this big speech, but you guys change. Y'all ain't y'all ain't like what it used to be, and. <laughs> I had literally, our buddy's mom, I had cooked her dinner or lunch or something like five days before at my house. I'm like, what are you talking about? I made you lunch this week. (laughs) Now you're trying to tell me that I think I'm too good for you to hang out with or something. Just depends on the night. Yeah. I think the solution is somebody's... That's why I didn't say any names. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think the solution, if somebody's weird, you just out weird them. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. You spook them away, and it's... it's... Outstalk the stalker. Yeah, outstalk the stalker. That's one of our classic moves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've done that a couple. We have done done that. (laughs) You follow them out of the venue to their car? (laughs) Well, we have our way. We're not going to tell you how we do it. Start taking pictures of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say we have (laughs) <laughs> yeah. that's who i was thinking oh. okay never mind I'll, you uh I'm, rc I'm were you were quiet. you fucking with me in that group chat the other day or was that what was going on there i was very confused whether you were <laughs> we had a halloween party um, like a costume party oh i thought you were just sending weird shit just to like fuck with me a little bit so i was like just not replying <laughs> so i was like I didn't know what was going on. That would have been funny. I mean, 50-50. You were invited. <laughs> yeah. I was invited. I didn't. <laughs> that's what I mean. I was like, uh, <laughs> did he? Does he know what group chat he's texting? Or, <laughs> and I actually I didn't know if it was you. And then I kind of figured it out because you said Amber. And then I was like, okay, well, yeah, I kind of figured it out. But, but it worked though. It did work. It confused the shit talking. out of me. If that makes you feel good. <laughs> What'd you guys uh, say? If you, you knew me at all, you would have probably figured it out as? in about two seconds, like Hank did. Yeah, for, I first saw it, I was like, oh, RC sensed the wrong thing. And then, then it came, I was like, okay, yep, that's <laughs> RC being RC. Got it. <laughs> okay. No, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to say anything. Um, <laughs> now, what'd you guys, what, what was your Halloween costumes this year? Uh, or did you guys dress up? Man on couch. Uh, twice. Man like on that couch. one, uh, I think I was more Same. <laughs> I was Forrest Gump Thursday. I was Captain Steve Zissou Saturday for a gig at the Mercury. Me and mm. my girlfriend did a Moonrise Kingdom thing, and I was Sam Schakowsky from from that. Uh, yeah, we had, from Moonrise had Kingdom. a Wes Anderson theme kind of <laughs> Saturday. Cool. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't get to dress up this year because I'm on isolation right now. So yeah. I've just been sitting. This is day twelve. Wow. I'm almost done. Wow. You could have just dressed up by again. yourself. Yeah, no, I, no, no. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> That's uh, not going to happen. Yeah, we were, oh. flirting with, we were flirting with disaster how, dressing up. How are uh, how are Augie and Reese doing? Thank you for <laughs> asking. Good. No one ever asked Thank you for asking. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. I know it, I know everybody always asks it, but how are, how's Augie and Reese? <laughs> Augie's doing really good. He's, he's, he's gonna, has a family business he works at, and his parents have a smoke shop here in town. Of, Willie and Billy's Tobacco Outlet. Uh, smoke them if you got them. Um, <laughs> the longest hair he's ever had as well. He's, he's actually my next door neighbor too. 
Mm. Um, I went and fishing. With, I went. <laughs> I went fishing with Reese the other day, and he caught all the fish, and I didn't. So he's doing pretty well. Reese is catching the fish. Yeah, Reese is doing doing a good job. He's Raising a, a family. Being I went. Well, you came by. Like I uh, went camping with Reese this summer, and it was really fun. They're doing. If all you guys right. haven't caught on, these are the dogs. Um, for the listeners. No. <laughs> no, it's our no, merch no. guy and our our like lighting all purpose oh. guy. You got to edit that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Augie and Reese. Yeah. I like the fact that somehow through these stories, you, you'd stop that they were dogs the whole time. That's even Wait, better. these aren't dogs? <laughs> no. Wait. No, Augie, Augie was the merch what salesman. What we and Reese is the lighting that. tech. Fishing, camping. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh. Working at a tobacco shop? Like these, these are some guys. adventurous dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> No, it's honest mistake. <laughs> That's great. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love that. Please edit that. Should I edit that? Yeah. No, I think I'll leave that in. Oh, God damn it. You're not gonna do it. <laughs> I'll edit this episode. How about See, that? See, he was yeah. being super quick. I promise the, I won't cut the, it. Quick on the draw with that Augie and Reese thing. <laughs> we, we, we got him off the trail, though. Yeah. Rapid fire. Damn it. Rapid fire nonsense. It'll get you. Jesus. Well, guys, I don't know. It's we got. You said you got a dip at six o'clock. Yeah, I got a right? dip at six. I'm headed to Tulsa. So oh, yeah. we can we can start to wrap this up if you guys want. Unless you guys unless you guys have any questions for us, of course. Any brain busters, but otherwise we can we can start to wrap this up. We can move into the wrap. Still, uh, from my end anyway. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> wrap it up. Hey, we're gonna All wrap right, the we questions got, back. We got oh, tornado warning coming it. on. That's how good my beatboxing oh. is. <laughs> that was beatboxing, guys. I thought just, something happened with his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, we. <laughs> I guess uh, all we got left is uh, to thank you guys for coming on the show. We really appreciate yeah. it. We'll, uh, like I said, we'll do another one. Uh, hopefully, whenever whenever you get things rolling with the uh, with the record RC, and uh, yeah, for sure. The rest of you, Hank, too. Yeah, any all of you guys are welcome back. So thanks you guys are welcome back thanks anytime. So uh, yeah, thanks a lot for for coming on the show, and um, we will close this thing off with tornado warning. So, I don't know if any of you guys want to tell us a little story behind that one or introduce it in some way. If before you do that, why don't you guys each take a minute to plug like social medias or the websites or wherever anybody, wherever you want to send everybody to keep up with what you guys got going on. Uh, my stuff is kylenixmusic.com. And if you look at all the social stuff, it's whatever social site slash music. Um, you know, that's where all my stuff kind of is. Ours, I don't do a very good job of running like the RC Amber's band one, like Danny and some other people put stuff on there, but like I'll usually put whatever I'm up to on like Instagram or Twitter, just Rooster C. Edwards, I think's what it is. But yeah, you Sweet. can find our shows and stuff like that on there. Stuff. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm on Instagram too, faster than light. So you can follow me there. I don't really have a website for myself. I'm very, uh, under the radar at this point, but. Uh, that's not changing anytime soon. So. 
All right, well, there you have it. Um, yeah, like I said, we're going to close things out with a tornado warning. You guys, uh, like I said, if, once again, thanks for coming on the show. And if any of you guys want to take it out of here, tell the tell a little story behind it, then it's all yours. I ever wrote that one. I mean, it's a, uh, so it's kind of his story, but it's a typical tornado like kind of situation in Oklahoma. Like every time there is tornado weather now, like a million people will like send you that song or post something tagging you in that song. <laughs> Pretty cool. But I like that song a lot because it, it sounds like the Water Boys, Fisherman's Blues. And so pretty proud of that one. It came out really cool sounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun to make. We made that one uh, out at Sonic Ranch in El Paso. Shout out to Ryan Hewitt for this. Nope, we did that one in North oh, Carolina. Sh- you're right. We, that we was. Did. That's right. We did in... that in Asheville, North Carolina. At, but Ryan Hewitt. Yeah. Uh, but Ryan Hewitt didn't mix it. What was it? Echo. What was it called? Mountain. Echo, Echo Mountain. Mountain. Echo Mountain Studio. Pretty cool place. But uh, yeah, Ryan Hewitt did mix it. <laughs> right on. Right on, guys. Well, once again, thank you. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you guys for joining us for, uh, gee, this is going to be a big one. For Hank, RC, Kyle, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening. We'll and Augie and Reese. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. Not dogs. <laughs> Not dogs. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.
it everybody that was a tornado warning by the turnpike troubadours now i mentioned in the intro that you can go check out kylenixmusic.com and i highly recommend that you do so and go pick up a physical copy of that record because it is a damn good one so not only can you go check out kylenixmusic.com and you can go follow rc and the ambers on instagram twitter and facebook and keep up with what they've got going on but you can of course still Support the Turnpike Troubadours. Go get your merch and your records at turnpiketroubadours.com. That's www.turnpiketroubadours.com. It was great to hear from those guys and catch up with what they've been up to lately, and hopefully we'll do it again soon. Once again, I will ask you to please go give us a follow on the social medias. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook in that order. That's about the order of uh, frequency of which we post on those platforms. And again, check out our Patreon. It's worth it. Seriously. I'm lowering the prices, too. So go check that out. Website coming very soon. The shop is functioning. If you would like to check out some of our new merch early, DM us for the link. We'll hook you up. And also, of course, please leave us a quick review wherever you are listening, particularly on Apple Podcasts, and leave us with a five-star rating. Really helps us climb up the charts and get new eyes and new ears on the show. And of course, once again, the easiest way to support us guys is just tell a friend about the show, share it on your own social medias, and uh, jump in on the conversation. Let us know what you want to hear next time on the Hippies and Cowboys podcast. We appreciate every little bit of support that you guys give us, and uh, we literally could not be doing it without you. So thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.